Ag State of Mind, episode 172. Welcome to Ag State of Mind, a podcast that examines the stresses affecting producers of agriculture and how to alleviate these stresses and improve farmers' lives. In this podcast, we discuss openly the mental health crisis that is occurring in the agricultural community and what we can do to help turn it around. Now here's your host, Jason Meadows. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Ag State of Mind podcast, a proud member of the Global Ag Network. I am your host, Jason Meadows, and today with me is not necessarily a podcaster, but a podcast coach, a podcast consultant. Is that what you would call yourself? Sure. I uh, a podcast manager, podcast, podcast producer. Manager. Okay. You can call me whatever okay. you want. Okay. Okay. Jill Carr. Jill and I, honestly, we've been following each other on social media, I think even before I even had a podcast. And, uh, you know, it's um, we've known each other from a distance for a while. And now in the last couple of months, we've connected along a little bit different level. And I'm excited to kind of share what she's been doing and uh, with the rest of you also. Jill, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to chat today. So you do something that I think is really, really interesting, really needed. And I am thankful because to me, there there aren't enough. I mean, I know there's a lot of podcasts, but especially like podcasts for people living in rurally, there are not enough. And then what you're doing is helping people, not necessarily creating the podcast yourself, but helping others do so, which I think is an ultimate act of service. You know, um, you know, you're doing it as a business, of course, but I think it's mm-hmm. just a very valiant business. So just kind of tell us a little bit about yourself and then mm-hmm. we'll get into how you started with what you're currently doing. Yeah. Excuse me. So as you said, I'm Jill Carr. So I'm wife to Isaac and mama to two little girls. We ranch here in the Flint Hills of Kansas. And so as you kind of mentioned, I help rural women extend their voices by way of podcasting. So I help these women launch, manage, and grow their podcast to make powerful connections, share their expertise, and extend their reach to a larger audience. So yeah, I just just deeply believe in the power of podcasting and have kind of, I have a whole journey of course, but found my sweet spot in the behind the scenes piece of it. So, so yeah, I'm not a podcast host. I don't have my own podcast, but um, I have clients who I help produce their episodes every week and all of the behind the scenes, um, all of the ins and outs that people probably don't even know are going on. Yeah. So you, you produce podcasts for two very close friends of the show, Emily Russell, who was just on a few weeks ago, and then Kaya Twistleman, Kaya Burt. What's her new name? I can't remember. Burchett. Burchett. Okay. Yeah. She's, she's I have a the... sister-in-law that was Burchett, so I always have to double uh, think gotcha. about that. Okay. But yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> I just she's... call her Coach Kaya. Coach Kaya, when in doubt. Sure, yeah. sure, sure, sure. Yeah, she's <laughs> been on the podcast a couple of times. So um, yeah. we, uh, you, I know you produce both of their podcasts and do an amazing job and I, I'm just curious, why did you start down that road instead of starting a podcast yourself? 
Yeah. So I feel like I kind of have to back up a little bit. So my, I guess, entrepreneurial journey started back in 2019. So our first daughter was born in 2018. And at the time I worked in town at a a corporate job and loved it. Um, Had a nice 12 week paid maternity leave, like love my job, love my coworkers, all the things. And then I had this sweet baby and I was like, I cannot go back and Mm you know, be gone for most of this day of, you know, cause it, she'd go to bed at seven o'clock. So I'd get home at six and it was just, it was just hard. And she was an easy baby. So she tricked me, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, anyway, so then, um, I discovered the world of virtual assisting. So I, um, be, I quit my job because became a virtual assistant, had various clients um, doing virtual assistant tasks. And so one of my clients, I, Coach Kaya, and I started working together in 2020 that summer. So I was doing um, things for her. And I have this memory of, because I just love podcasts, like I'm a huge consumer of podcasts myself, especially when I did work in town, I'd had that long commute and I found podcasting and it was, just blew my mind just I'm like, what? You can learn anything you want. Just binge mm-hmm. any topic. What? But um, anyway, so I was like, Kai, you need to start a podcast. And of course, she had already thought of that. She wanted to. Um, and so it wasn't that simple, but we decided that she like we were going to work together on launching her podcast. And at that point, I had no idea what I was doing. And um, it was just an amazing opportunity that she allowed me to kind of learn, learn alongside her. And so launched her podcast and, um, did that for, I probably almost a year, let's see, 2021. And then, um, was approached by another client. And so launched that one. Anyway, it just kind of fell into place. I had been looking at ways to kind of niche down instead of just general VA stuff. And so um, then I just fell in love and I was like, this is what I want to do. I want to go all in. And so, and then just one thing led to another. And now I'm um, just kind of now it's uh i'm trying to implement boundaries and uh <laughs> you know all the things yes. that come with yeah, that, that which is wonderful like such a good problem to have but um yeah so that's kind of uh how it happened and i really i guess i just kind of like being behind the scenes so like sure. being a, a guest is you know i'm it's not my comfortable side of the podcast but um i sure do love listening to them and yeah they're just super powerful. And I think I like that. I know I'm having an impact in a small way because I want all these messages to be out in the world. So sure. Sure. Well, I mean, from someone who produces one themselves, it can be a lot of work. Like I'm like today, I I just, you know, scheduling posts and and, and doing whatever, Um, just trying to do all the marketing around the podcast, which usually gets falls by the wayside for me um i i know how valuable it is the work that you do um and i'm it's just uh i just don't think i just don't think people really understand what all happens behind the scenes because Mm -hmm. you know for me i didn't i i didn't i had no idea really what you even did i just thought 
somehow you press play, you record it, and then you it turns into a podcast. You know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. it's a, it's not quite that simple, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But fortunate for you, since that's what you do. Right, right. And that's what I have told you this before, but I just totally commend you for having stuck with it so long, especially by yourself, because it is, it's no joke. I mean, it is a big time commitment and just a lot of effort and commitment in that regard. So yeah, I think, um, I mean, do you want me to kind of explain all all that goes in behind? Yeah, absolutely. I'd love that. And I think, yeah, I think that would be very beneficial because lots of people who listen to this podcast, Mm -hmm ask me how to start a podcast a lot. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I do sit down and do some more in-depth coaching with a few people on how to start a podcast, but I think it'd be really beneficial for you to kind of do the, you know, a a generic version of the ins and outs of what, of what goes on. Yeah. So first of all, there is the actual launching of the podcast. So obviously that has to happen first and that's probably the most, I guess, techie side of it. Um, and just setting up the host, which a host is who it's, um, I guess just a platform that then pushes your show out to all the players. So the players are Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, all of that. So you really just have to put it in one place and then it pushes it out to all of that. So, um, but with the launch, you know, there's the some graphic design work. You have to have the the cover art, the um, yeah, any promotional graphics that you want to do. So, like in in my launch package, I have uh, subcontracted a graphic designer to help with that because that's not my forte, but it's I mean a vital piece of having a podcast. Sure. Um, and so there's that. There's the um, just kind of plan strategically planning out the launch, and I recommend launching with three episodes. Um, it's kind of putting some thought into what three episodes those will be um writing the intro and the outro and the trailer and the show description and choosing your music and downloading the license for that and um again setting up the host and then submitting your show to the host and uh writing show notes if you choose to do that which i recommend which is like a um blog post on your website, which kind of houses every episode. So there's the episode description, which is for every episode, which you can see like on the player, but then what I call show notes are actually like blog posts on the website. Um, and that's, I write them SEO optimized. So that just gives you that much more opportunity to be found online. Right. Um, and so, yeah, doing all the show notes stuff. And then, uh, I set up a stats, spreadsheet for you to use, which I recommend pulling every month to make sure you're growing. Mm -hmm. Um, There's some guest workflow stuff I set up. Uh, There's, I set up a project management tool and just, and all of that. So that's the launch. And then with that, then you pretty much are rolling right into your episodes, which most people do weekly, but you can do any um, frequency you want. I just recommend being as consistent as you can. Um, And then with that process, so um, Whatever the the host does as far as planning, um, if they do an outline, maybe they just wing it, they might batch record, whatever they choose to do. But however, um, they get me the audio itself, and then I'm going to go through the audio and do a a really um, comprehensive edit. So um, maybe it's taking out actual parts, whether I just think they're not necessary or if you know, maybe after they say it, they're like, Hey, Jill, will you take that out Mm -hmm. (laughs) or whatever, along with, 
uh, ums that I just said there, <laughs> um, too many likes or, you know, just any of those kind of sure. words that people say, uh, tongue clicks, any plosives like that, that, um, I just want to make it sound as audibly pleasing as possible. So I do a deep dive in that regard and then it's mixing it. So I put in the intro or any commercials, put in the outro. Um, And then some of my clients want to review the audio once I've edited, some don't. So depending on that, there's some back and forth. And then I run it through a program to do some final like leveling and um, all that. And then you upload it to the host and schedule it. There's a few pieces, um, again, the show description, some fields you have to fill out. Um, and then we create graphics. So, or I should say, update the templated graphics. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, the show notes, write the show notes, uh, upload the show notes and schedule those out. Um, if it was a guest, you there's a lot of uh, conversing with them ahead of the interview and then post interview. And then once the episode is live, um, sharing the graphics with them and any links and all of that. So, and then that's just one. So, and then there's always the next one coming up. So, you know, a lot of moving part for each episode and depending on, um, lots of things in between. So that's kind of high level there. Sure. Yeah. Well, I think it's super interesting because um, people just, for the most part, don't have any idea of what goes on behind the scenes with it. And and I will say that once you get one launched, it's much easier than before you get one mm-hmm. launched. I mean, that to me, that was the most um, stressful, time consuming, thought consuming process was the actual launch because... Mm-hmm. A, I had no idea what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, B, it's like there's just so much before you start. You know, like you say, the music, the getting it submitted to all the the you know iTunes and and whatever. Yeah. Um, trying to figure out a flow when you're going to put it and 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 honestly, for me as a podcast host, like just being able to talk in a manner that kind of to find your voice if you will yes that's yes. a huge thing for people and um it's it's not something that just happens you it's something that you have to kind of ease into and get into a flow of things and uh, I'm, I'm sure you as a podcast editor and producer mm-hmm. can can say that uh, people do have to find that voice like it's it doesn't just come like that it, it's something that happens over time absolutely it even just I think just the small piece of hearing your voice for the first time they're like whoa that is weird right and you know just so then uh recording the intro and the outro and stuff and it it makes me laugh because in a compassionate way because they'll be like that uh, redo stop <laughs> <laughs> and you know no one else gets to hear that and it's so it's uh they're very vulnerable to do that and I think I think people want to be perfect on the first one and that's probably in everything in life right but just remembering that you're you will get better and you have to start somewhere and just again like you said find your voice which takes some time sure and uh just start so yeah for me when I first got started that was I was so afraid of being bad right yeah sure 
And it was yeah. like, I was, if you, you can still, and that's the really cool part is you can go back and listen to those first episodes mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. you can see where it's come since then. And there was this quote and it was by the French philosopher Voltaire. And he says the, that uh, this is really how it's translated is uh, perfection is the enemy of, of good or perfection is mm -hmm. the enemy of done, uh, which uh, there it's translated both ways. And that really got me through because like, if I was ever going to wait for it to be perfect, I mean, it's still, it's three years, three years. I've been doing this three and a half years. And just last week, I put my outro as my intro on accident. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? So like, yeah. I still it, do, I, it's still not perfect. You know, I've had absolutely. 160 some odd episodes and it's yeah. still not perfect. So I think that's really the biggest key when anybody asks me about starting a podcast is mm -hmm don't wait till things are perfect and because it won't be it won't be so you just yeah. may as well just start and and yeah. I'm, i thankfully i'm i don't worry about much like I, in fact it's probably all it's my biggest strength but it's also my biggest downfall as well <laughs> you know i'm not very careful sure. so sure. um sure. that was never a big deal for me just yeah you know just going out there and doing it so yeah. um yeah. but I, I know that's a big big scare point for a lot of people. Well, I just think, especially your message that you're sharing it, like what a shame it would have been if you would have waited. I mean, any, any longer than you did. Well, I mean, thank you. It, yeah. Thank you and that. I just think that, I mean, everyone should hear that, that no matter what. So even if it's just bare bones, just barely get it launched. Like I still encourage want to encourage everyone and if you can't hire help do it i mean try to do it yourself anyway because your message needs to be out in the world regardless of if it's perfect quality you know so sure that, and I, the, I mean audio matters and like good uh like audio aesthetics matter mm -hmm. but not as much as the message matters you know totally what i mean agree. like you can you can sift through some pretty bad audio if the message is good enough or sure. if the message is meaningful enough and you know you'll never know unless you just start yeah yeah and i also think most people probably don't even care about the audio as much as you know someone like me that i i just my ears just hear that sure and it you know how if you start listening to a podcast and it's like, oh, that's really echoey. And then as you're listening, you just get used to it anyway. Sure, sure, you sure. Know? Yeah, Most yeah, yeah. people just don't even care. So uh, let that stop you. Just get your message out into the world. Yeah. No, I I, I, I 100% agree because and uh, I've heard so many people say this and it doesn't honestly take that much to start a podcast like mm -hmm financially i mean mm -mm. a lot of people have a computer already that's like 90 percent of what you need is is some access to the to a computer and the internet which likely you're gonna have anyway now we were talking before we started recording the only thing that i think really if you really want to have a serious podcast to start is having an actual microphone instead of using whatever's on your computer that's you know i mean I wouldn't say that it's absolutely essential, but I think it helps a ton. And I think it's, Agreed. it really makes everything much uh, more pleasing to have an yes. actual microphone. 
Yes, I totally agree. And like you said, what we discussed is that they're not that expensive either. You don't have to have the $300 Mm -hmm. one. In fact, I don't even recommend it. And so again, don't let that stop you because, um, there's, it's very, very affordable options to, to get started. So, yeah, for sure. So let's shift, let's shift gears here for a second and let's talk about, and this is really interesting to me because my wife is going through it currently as well. And that's like doing entrepreneurship while being a mother to young children mm-hmm. at the same time. Now, mine aren't as young as yours, but they're young enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, what is this, does that look like for you? What are the challenges with that? And what have you learned about you know trying to be a successful entre- entrepreneur, but also being the most present mother that you can? Well, you already kind of shared with it, you know, a little bit about your why, you know, trying to be there with your mm-hmm. kids as much as possible. So um, kind of mm-hmm. expand on that a little bit. Yeah, it has been something, <laughs> a big, big old learning, learning progress here. Um, but, you know, just like with anything, pros and cons and, what I think how I would describe it is both motherhood and entrepreneurship never stop. They mm-hmm. never turn mm-hmm. off. You don't clock out, you know, and so that has been hard. And especially because I really like both. Um, I really like what I'm doing for work. And I obviously really like my kids most of the time. <laughs> and <laughs> And so like, you know, it'd be, I just, I remember at my corporate job, even though I liked it, I was like, couldn't wait till five o'clock. Right. I couldn't wait to get home. Sure. And then now it's like, Oh, if I could just have one more hour, I just need two more hours. Or once I go to bed, I just want to finish this one thing. And so I am really working through, like I said, boundaries of that. And some, something that has helped me is we send our girls to daycare three days a week. And so I do have some dedicated work time. Um, And so I'm really present on my work when they're at daycare. And then of course, and then on Tuesdays and Fridays when we're home, um, I'll work in the morning, but then once they wake up, I try to not do any work until nap time so that I'm present. Um, But yeah, I mean, even mentally though, sometimes I'm so distracted by one or the other. Um, And I I have no (laughs) real advice on that, except just, I think if you're just trying and uh, that's half the battle that at least that's what my husband tells me that if you didn't care so much, then, uh, you know, you're a good mom because at least you're trying and you, you care to, to do sure. both well. So sure. Well, cause yeah, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Well, I just, like we were saying earlier, like in regards to podcasting, like it'll never be perfect. You're never going to be a perfect mother. You're never going to be a perfect entrepreneur, but you can be as good as you can be and leave it at that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that every day is a new chance because it's like some days I feel like I suck at my job, but maybe I was, I kind of killed it as a mom. Right. And then vice versa the next day and it can be so defeating, but I think just, you know, just keep trying the next day, just try again, try again. Yeah. And I am really trying to work on this is maybe a little bit woo woo, but my thoughts, have you read the book soundtracks by John Acuff? No, no. Oh my gosh. You have to. Yeah. I'll add that to my. Yeah. And just how, so we can't control our feelings, but we can control 
how we think about those feelings and Mm -hmm. how that just changes everything. And so I'm trying to be very mindful of what my thoughts are, which are, I'm also learning, I mean, are so subconscious too, right? And just things Mm -hmm. that I'll tell myself that I'm like, oh, that is not nice. (laughs) And um, so I, that's part of what I'm working on and um, yeah, boundaries with my clients so that I can be, I can feel like I can take like weekends off and all of that. So sure. Um, yeah, I would love to hear if Carrie has any <laughs> tips and so send her she, my way. She well, she's she struggles very similarly to you. And like today, she's really working on a pro she she just started a course and she's really trying to take it to the next level, right? Um, really expand her online business and but the kids didn't have school because of the ice storm and um, yes. she finds it so hard to work and the kids be here because she feels like she should be with the kids if they're here. Mm-hmm. But I told her, I was like, you, you know, I said, the kids are okay. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. our, our, our kids are fine. Like they'll, they'll be just fine. And yeah. you, know, you spend so much time with them and uh she but she Mm -hmm. said she just it's so hard for her to get any work done when the kids are around and you said that too and you know it doesn't Mm -hmm. change I mean our youngest is nine you know so it doesn't change once they get older they those kids are around you want to be with them or you want to be attending to them as you know as a mother and I I I couldn't Mm -hmm. imagine having I couldn't imagine having that pull like you guys do um, in my work. Like it's just would be, it would be, it would be very difficult. So mm-hmm. I commend any mom who is a full-time mom, but also has a basically full, I mean, we, the, the definition of full-time I think yeah. has changed lately, but I mean, basically you're doing something full-time as, as what your, what your, yeah. your, your job and your, your business is. Um, so I, I really mm-hmm. commend you for that because yeah, it's not I, easy. No, thank you. And I think, um, that is one thing that we've struggled with, but Isaac and I, since we're both self-employed is, mm-hmm. You, you know, you don't get sick days, you don't get vacation days. So it's like, you're, you're super flexible because you're your own boss. But also, yeah, if, if daycare is canceled on a day that you're counting on it, and you have these calls scheduled and all this work you have to do, and then daycare is canceled, you still have to find time to get that work done. And that has been really hard for me, because um yeah, again, to be present. I'm like, I should be so excited that that daycare is canceled. Like we get a day at home together, but I'm like, what am I going to do? And that has been a huge shift and just a work in progress too with that. So yeah. And it is, it there's, it's just, there's always a mom guilt going on one way or the other, sure. but yeah, yeah, yeah. Something no matter else, what you do. Yeah. Something else I try to tell myself, uh, perfected this but that the girls are seeing me do something that I love and that is helping support our family and like I shouldn't feel shame about that like working is okay working is a good thing and um so I yeah again just all about quote-unquote balance and trying Mm -hmm. to integrate both in a way that feels peaceful right right I want to go back to something you said and you were talking about your thoughts and you know, how they can wreak havoc on you because 
currently that's something I'm struggling with as well. And that's actually the thing I'm working on the most for, about myself because I have, I'm very critical of myself. Um, and I am really trying to work on saying nice things to myself. It does sound out there, right? But yeah. it's real. Like I, mm -hmm. I listened to this book and I can't say the name of the book because it says a word that I probably shouldn't use, but it's, <laughs> it's a book by, and you'll figure it out. Uh, it, it's a book by Gary John Bishop and it's really, really, well, I'll say it with a, it's called unf your, un, I wondered if that's what you were going to say. Yes. Yeah, I haven't read it, but I've heard of it. It's a very, very good book. It's a short read. It took me, I listened to it. It took me like a day to listen to it. Of course I read it. I had a farm bureau trip in Iowa this week and I listened to most of it there, but it's, you know, it's talking about, you talk to yourself more than you talk to anybody by a long shot, you know, and, you know, even, even people who don't think they talk to themselves, you talk to yourself, you have thoughts, your thoughts are you talking yeah. to yourself. And by sitting by the way that you talk to yourself matters so much. And I know that I have a lot, I have a lot of negative self-talk and I have a lot of things that I struggle with in, in saying how, uh, you know, oh, that was dumb or man, I'm such an mm -hmm. idiot. Like those are mm -hmm. some, those are just some of the things that go on to my mind when I do something not right, you know, make mm -hmm. an error in something. And, mm -hmm. you know, that stuff really matters. And I, so really this week I've really been watching and trying to think about the way I talk to myself. So mm -hmm. I say all that just basically to say, you're not alone. That's I, I I'm, I'm going through the, something very similar. Well, I appreciate you saying that because it is encouraging to hear because, and I think we think that no one else is thinking that in this and going back to motherhood specifically, I'm like, I must be a, a bad mom because I'm thinking about this thing instead of being mm -hmm. a mom or, you know, like that, again, I say some really <laughs> can say some ugly things. I would never say to anybody else, but yeah, just our thoughts are super powerful. And again, when we don't even most of the time realize what we're saying and it's so just ingrained in us, it can be really harmful. So, and I, again, I think all we can do is try and try to improve and just half of the battle is awareness and then, um, trying to shift those to more positive. Yeah. Awareness is huge. And that's something that I've really learned about. Like I've really improved on was becoming more self-aware. And I, I, when you really dive into work and really start to work on yourself, that's something that, uh, it becomes a very strong suit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So at the, at the end here of the podcast, I always like, and I prepared you for this. I always like to ask people for like their three favorite, recommendations like what they're reading what they're listening to what are those for you okay so i already gave one away <laughs> right you sure did yeah, yeah yeah soundtracks by john acuff i think everyone in the world even if you don't think the you struggle with second, this emily emily recommended oh, a john, she did? not that book but a different john acuff book than i talked about a john acuff book that i love you know so yeah, he's so becoming good. a star of the podcast here so good so and i'm not a reader i i used i should be but i audible i audible it up um, me too. um so me too. yeah the best soundtracks by john acuff and then anxious for nothing by max lucado i don't know if you've heard of him no. that's another one i've read it several times and i've actually read that one in paper but it's a christian based book but it's yeah about anxiety and all of that but it's really good i should probably dust that one off again mm -hmm. um 
and then yeah all the podcasts right so I have a whole library depending on what it is business or parenting motherhood all the things but um I I, since we talked a lot about podcasting one of my go-to she's actually who I call my podcast manager mentor she has a podcast it's called podcasting for educators so she specifically gear gears her information towards educators so teachers you know speech pathologists all all educators uh but her content is super valuable i've learned so much from her i've taken her course and um so yeah she has a free podcast that's amazing so if anybody's interested in podcast stuff she's a good one to go listen to um and so yeah those are my three cool well cool well jill did did we miss anything that you wanted to cover here tonight i don't think so i think we covered it all so good well i appreciate you i appreciate all you do where can people find you online if they want to reach out to you if they want to follow you what's the best place people can get in contact with you yeah. So I would send them to my website first and foremost. So that's jillcar.co. Um, and so that has all my uh, services and offerings and stuff in where you can schedule a call with me there. Um, and then I'm active on Instagram, which is at jillcar podcasting. So you can reach out to me there. I love connecting. Very cool. Well, yeah. I'll put all that in the show notes so people will be able to find you. Cool. Um, well, thanks for coming on the podcast. This was yeah. fun. Yeah. Thanks for inviting me. I appreciate it. Of course. And I think we beat the, did we beat the kids home? Yeah, we did. We did in the nick of time, I think. So we did won't you? hear them okay. in the background. <laughs> well, it, so. wouldn't, it wouldn't be the first time there'd be kid noises yeah. on the podcast. So Real life, real life. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Jill. Okay. Thanks, Jason. Take care. Thanks for listening to Ag State of Mind. We hope this episode has encouraged you. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Ag State of Mind. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify so you never miss an episode. See you next week.